This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, December 30th, 2012. A special message and worship with George Dennehy. Good morning, everybody. My name's Kim Maloney, and uh, I have the honor of introducing George because we got to meet him last summer. Um, We go to this music festival in Pennsylvania called Creation, and I just want to give a quick shout-out to my very closest friend, Vanessa, who is here and went to Creation with us in 1987. And uh, so thanks for coming all the way down from Wilmington to see this. But anyway... um, We volunteer at Creation, so we were in the t-shirt tent folding t-shirts. The girls fold the t-shirts and inventory them, and the guys carry the boxes back and forth. And so this one day, um, before the festival started, I saw one of the guys come in, uh, Bubba, and he um, had a friend with him, George, who had no arms. And I remember thinking, uh, why is Bubba bringing him here? He's not going to be able to carry the boxes. That's really mean. And little did I know that, you know, it doesn't matter that he doesn't have any arms because George's going to do what he wants. But anyway, uh, he came in and I looked up and he was um, folding T-shirts. They were on the ground on plastic in the dirt. And he was folding the T-shirts and stacking them and they looked a whole lot better than mine. So I was fascinated by this kid and humbled by the fact that I even doubted God on that one. But anyway, so after lunch, I moved my, scooted my little self right over next to his table and started, you know, probably questioning him way more than I remember. And, you know, asked him what he was doing. He just graduated high school. What are you doing next year? I'm going to college for music. And it's kind of ironic because God had way bigger plans for George than going to college for music. But anyway, so when he said music, of course, that perked me up. And I said... Really, what's your uh, instrument, your voice? And he said, no, I'm a guitar major. And I turned to Bubba and I was like, uh, and he goes, yeah, he really plays guitar and he's good at it too, you know. So I said, why don't you come by our campsite and do worship with us tonight? And he said, oh, that'd be sweet. Can I, you know, I bring my friends? And we're like, sure. So that night he showed up at our campsite with his friends and led worship with our friend Andrew and played um, guitar and all of our jaws hit the ground. All the cell phones came out and people were videotaping him and just blown away by the whole thing. And um, I felt like I was witnessing a miracle, honestly. And I remember at the end of the conversation, at the night, Aaron, my son Aaron was very intrigued. And he said, "Um, dude, how'd you learn to write your name? And George said, dude, how'd you learn to write your name? Your mom taught you, right? And uh, he goes, my mom taught me. And I'm like, this kid's got some spunk. So um, anyway, uh, at the end of the night, he left. And I truly thought that was the end of it. And I came home from creation. And people would say, how was creation? What was your favorite thing? And normally I would tell about a band or a speaker that was really inspirational to me. But this year I just kind of said, I met this new friend, George. I definitely think he was my favorite thing, you know, about creation this year. So thought that was the end of it. Never dreamed we'd see him again. And um Meanwhile, I'm going to let him tell the story, but things changed for him, and we got back in touch with him, and now he's with us, and he's here with you all to share his story, so how exciting is that? So without further uh, words from me, because I know you guys are here to see him, uh, George Dennehy. Thank you. Um... Yeah, creation. That was that was fun. I'm gonna fix this real quick. That was sweet. That was awesome. Um, yeah, me me and Bubba, Bubba. He was he was a funny guy. We um, 
Okay, basically, I was, I was dating his sister, and I went to creation with them, and then me and Bubba walked into the shirt thing, the shirt place, and I saw that all the guys were lifting the crates, and all the, all the lovely little ladies were folding t-shirts, like, like ladies, and I looked at him, and I was like, what am I supposed to do, man? Like, what am I doing? He's like, I guess you can fold t-shirts, and I was like, okay. And I was folding t-shirts, and I saw Bubba, like, big old strong Bubba, running around with the boxes, and I'm sitting on a little stool, folding, folding t-shirts with the ladies, and I'm like, I- I'm just losing my manhood by the minute. And, but you know, it was cool because I got to talk to some, talk to some very, very awesome ladies like Kim. And then we just became friends and here I am. And that is, that is how I got here because of a little t-shirt, I guess. (laughs) So, uh, real quick, I'm going to play a song for you to start off and, uh, you guys can stand or sit or, um, lay down or do the Pocahontas like sitting thing like that. If you want, um, it's a, it's called You're Beautiful. And um, I will play this. Together as we all sing, you're beautiful. 
You're beautiful. I see your face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I see your face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful, God. You're beautiful. I see your face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful, God. You're beautiful. Very good. Good morning. It is still morning, so good morning. We're like half an hour from afternoon. I never know to say, like, good morning. One time I said good evening, and it was, like, 7.30 in the morning at a school. So I was, like, dead tired. So I was, like, good evening. And, um, yeah, they corrected me. Very good. But um, my name my is George, and um, I'm 18 years old, and I live... Right now I live in Richmond, Virginia. Um, I live in a little town called Ashland, and um, I've been living there for a few years. And I just graduated high school last year, and... I'm very happy about that because school is not my thing. And so when I got that diploma, I got that diploma, and I picked it up with my chin, and I walked off, and I was like, never again. No, probably, <laughs> probably though. But um, I'm really, really happy to be here, and this is so cool. Like, I was just, lately I've been thinking about everything that's happened in my life, and, like, the reason I'm here is because, like, this is going to get personal, but the reason I'm here is I was dating a girl, and I went to creation, and I met this family. Me and that girl broke up, and I'm here. And it's just like God wanted me here, and so he just used you know, a few people in my life to bring me to where I am. And like, I just like to think about that every day because God is such a cool little planner, and he's very, he's very crafty. you know. And sometimes I'm like, you're a little crazy, but i got to deal with you anyways. Um, no, I'm just kidding. He's really awesome. But when I say crazy, I mean awesome. Like, that's kind of like the same word for me. I don't really mean it. I don't mean it in a bad way, usually. Um, unless somebody really is crazy. I'm like, you are kind of crazy. But um, I was born in Romania in 1994, and I was born without arms. Um, I get a lot of questions a lot about, like, what happened. And, like, a lot of the, a lot of the people that see me, the first thing they say, well, the first thing they notice is that I don't have arms. So they're, like, like looking at me. And... One time I was driving, I do drive a car, and I was driving, and I got to a red light, and I was kind of just like sitting there with like my foot up on the wheel, just kind of like being all cool, listening to my music with like my little, I have a minivan, so I try to be cool in a minivan, but I get like 80% cool, and then, you know, then we're like, okay, you're driving a minivan, and then my sound, my sound system is a little messed up, so, you know, the bass is not really that bassy, but um, I, I pull up to a red light, and I kind of like, I just like looked over because you know how people are driving and you always like look at the people next to you. I don't know why, but I always like look at everyone and they look at me. Maybe it's because of the feet. But um, and I looked at I looked over to my right and like there was this there's this old there's a cute little old couple that was that were driving in their car and all of a sudden the the the, lady, the wife was driving and she looked at me and she like looked back and then she looked at me again and she was like and she put her glasses on and then looked at me again and she was like hitting her husband. She was probably like Francis, look. 
And her husband like leaned over and looked at me, and he like put his glasses on. So they both have glasses, and they were just they were just very amazed. And then I like waved at them, and and then she was like, "Oh, Lord have mercy!" And it's very it's very funny. I, I love I love doing that, that kind of stuff to people. Um, when I first started driving, um, people would call the police because they just see this kid driving this feet, and they're just like, "Hey, we got a drinker." And, <laughs> And they're like, all right, I'll check it out. But, but, lately, but later they found out that it was just me. And, and I showed them my license. I was like, I have it. So I'm not drinking, and, but I am driving. So there's just a little funny story. But I was born in Romania. And it was really cool how we get to see, like, childbirth. You know, like we, we saw that Charlotte. Um, Charlotte was born December 27th, right? So that was, you know, a few days ago. And um, I heard that her name was Charlie, too. Charlotte or Charlie, either one. Charlotte, you can call her if you want. Um, but it's really cool how when a baby's born, like, it's such a cool time and it's such a celebration. It should be. Like, it really should be because life is, like, a miracle. And life is, like, it's a beautiful thing. But um, in Romania, where I was born, um, they have this weird belief that when a baby's born defected or, like, cur- or, well, gave it away. When, when, uh, when a baby's born defected or disabled or just like not like a normal baby they're uh, they're cursed by god and like that's their belief and i don't know it's just, it's weird and so when i was born it wasn't a celebration at all i mean my, my parents loved me and my sisters loved me but um the extended family they were kind of like saw me born and they're like oh i'm sorry you know and they're, they're kind of like their immediate thought was that there's no hope and there's no life in here i might as well have been born dead um for them so I mean, it's different. It's different over there. Um, my my family was really, really poor. Um, I don't know how much you know about, like, European history or Romanian history, but in the 90s, it was a really rough time with, like, communism and trying to shift out of that and just become a, you know, a free nation, I guess. And it was, very, it was a very poor country, and things are not good. So my family was really, really poor, and they lived in this, like, house. Not even a house. It was like a shack, like a room. And it was probably, like, if I cut this whole room in here, like, in half, and then you cut that in half. Like, that as big as, that's as big as their house. Like, their whole house. Um, kitchen, and, like, a few beds, and just everyone slept really close together. And so they, they just couldn't take care of me. They had no idea how to take care of a baby born without arms. And so they um, made the hard decision to put me in the orphanage to hopefully be adopted and given a chance. And um, so they did that, and I was in this orphanage where it was just, the orphanage was super crowded. Um, there was, like, one nurse for every 30 or 40 babies, and a lot of babies weren't taken care of, and a lot of babies died in that orphanage, and um, I was almost one of them. Um, we, like, shared, we shared those little uh, bed cribs, you know, they're, um, I always forget the name. What was the name? It's just a crib? Okay. It's just a crib. I feel dumb now. I should, should go back to school. Um, <laughs> nursing school. I was kidding. But um, I shared this one crib with, like, all these different babies, and it was, it was very unsanitary, and disease spread like wildflower. Fire. Wild, wildflower. No, not like cauliflower. But um, I, was in this, I was in this crib, and one day, Michael and Sharon Dennehy from um, Hebron, Connecticut, they, uh, they were reading through this Bethany newsletter, this, uh, this uh, Bethany Christian Services, and they just felt a tug on their heart to do something for someone else because um, they really started to get into a very comfortable lifestyle. They had three biological kids of their own, and my dad was working at Palm Pilot. Everybody remember Palm Pilot? 
Rest in peace, Palm Pilot. It's been a while since you've seen any, like, palm things. But uh, he worked at Palm Pilot, and he was a palm salesman. And he was, so it was a pretty good job, and he was making, like, pretty good money. And just, it was, it was a very happy, cute little family that were, they were very comfortable. And um, my mom and my dad just realized that they, they don't want to be comfortable because they want to follow God, and God never wants, you know, well, once we get in our comfort zone, that's when we need to ask God what to do next, to leave that comfort zone, because that's what being a disciple is all about. And um, so they looked at this newsletter, and they saw this picture of me, and um, it was this really small little baby picture where I was, um, I was naked, and I was armless, so it was just me and my body and legs. And um, I was crying because I was probably sad about being armless. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so they... So my mom saw it in the in the caption or like the description said um, description said baby boy desperately needs a home and then on the quotes it said um, this boy will soon die and quote and then doctor I don't know Rizovov or something from Romania but um, they my doctor had or it wasn't my doctor it was just a doctor and then on the the last thing it said was like a date and that wasn't my birthday it was my it was my death date like they guest estimated when I would die and it was pretty it was gonna be pretty soon it was like in the next few weeks or so um and my mom saw it and she was like she just she just felt God you know she felt God tell her to to get me to get me out of there and just save my life and so she like called my dad over and um my dad sometimes speaks at churches and stuff and he says that my mom is like the gas pedal and he's like the brakes and it's probably true for a lot of like marriages when the wife is like let's get a dog let's get a cat Let's get two dogs. And the dad's like, mm, I don't know. Um, it was like that. But eventually God tugged at my dad's heart too. And so they flew me. They flew to Romania and uh, rescued me. And I was one and a half at that time. And I came back to America at one and a half, weighing like nine pounds. And I was really sick. And I couldn't, I had no like control over anything in my body. Like my head would just kind of just hang and like my legs and I was just, I was very very weak and I grew up to be a very healthy baby and I learned to do a lot of things just with my feet um it's funny because uh, at creation when Aaron asked if I could write with my feet I mean yeah like how did I learn to write I didn't mean to be rude and it sounds it sounds like I was being rude I was like how did you learn to write with your hands but you know I do say that sometimes it's just because uh it's, sometimes it's hard to explain, and all I can really say is that. Like, how, how did you learn? Because it's, for me, I've never known anything different. So doing things with my feet is just is totally natural for me. And that, that's what it was. And, that, and growing up like that, that's, everything became natural, like picking up food or eating or um, just everything. And driving, eventually, not, not when I was a baby. But when I turned, when I turned 15, I got my learner's permit. But um, it was a very exciting time. Step. It was a step in my life. But... Um, so I grew up, and I, I was doing all these things with my feet as, like, a little toddler. And all of a sudden, I got to elementary school. And I got to elementary school, and I was doing all these things with my feet like I, like I just normally do, like writing and getting my lunch and eating my lunch and just picking up my books and putting on my backpack. And to a lot of kids, that was um, funny. And, I mean, it is funny, I think. But, but when, when you're a kid, you have, you have no filter, you know? And I was very self-conscious because I was just I was just a kid trying to fit in, but I'm forced to stand out. Like I have no option but to stand out. So it was rough because elementary school kids don't have a filter, and um, I just remember a lot of like 
pointing and whispering about me, and I was, I just became known, known as, like, the kid with no arms. And, um, like, at recess, the big sport was basketball. It was basketball. So I was like, oh, no. Um, so a lot of my, like, friends that I did have um, who were, like, stuck up for me sometimes, they, they went to play basketball because, I mean, they just wanted to play basketball. So I was playing soccer kind of just by myself a lot of the times, and um, I spent a lot of time just alone in elementary school. And then, and then middle school hit. And it was like 10 times worse <laughs> because it's middle school. And middle school was a very tough time. And that's when everything just went down. Um, I think all the, all the words from elementary school mixed with some of the new kind of people from middle school who are putting me down like really got to me. And I got to this point where I was just struggling and um, really questioning God and like how good he is. Like if he's, even, if he's even good or if he's even real. Like, why would a loving God make me without arms? Like, that's not loving. That's that's mean. Like, that's that's really mean. And I started having all these questions about it. And I, and like, I would stay up at night, stay up late at night, and I would be praying. But I I, I feel weird even saying that I was praying because I was just going off on God. I was like yelling at him and screaming at him. And so I don't call it praying because it it wasn't a good thing. Um, and I, I would just ask him, like, why did you create me like this? Or if you're even real, why did you create me like this? And, like, what am I going to do when I'm older? What am I going to do for work? Like, am I ever going to get married? Like, I mean, I can't even hold a girl's hand. And I just had all these crazy questions. And the devil really got to my heart. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in a place where the devil just, you know, like, traps you in a little corner. I mean, that's, that's what happened. And um, so sometimes I would sit up at night and I would pray, like after my whole, whole little hissy fit, I would pray, my spunk fit, I would, um, I'd pray to God and I'd just be like, all right, if you're real and if you really do love me, I want to wake up tomorrow and I want to have arms. And I would pray that like every night and every, and every morning, as you can see, it never happened. And that just made me even more disappointed, even more down at God. And I was just like, oh, woke up and I don't have arms, so you must not love me. And therefore, either you're not real or you're not a God that I would want to follow, you know? And um, it was a very rough time. And eventually, he kind of just broke me from that. You know how, you know how um, I don't have any kids, but I have a lot of brothers and sisters. But if you, if you have a child, and all of a sudden your, your kid is starting to throw this really big temper tantrum, and it's just, like, pretty crazy. And, like, you, sometimes the best thing is to just step out of the way and just let them, let them cry until they stop crying, and then you go and talk to them. Like, if you try to, try to break it up while it's happening, um, that's just going to... Uh, I feel like a lot of times it's going to make it worse. So that was kind of like what God is, because I'm, I mean, I'm God's child, and he's my, he's my father. And um, so I was having my temper tantrum, and then he was just sitting in the back, like w- sitting on his throne. He's just like sitting with his arms crossed probably, just like, when is he going to stop? And, um, and when I did, that's when he was like, okay, now let me tell you how it really is. And he, through a lot of people, and just through just me being by myself and me going to Sunday school and church and stuff, I learned that, like, like just because I was created without arms doesn't mean that I'm not worth anything. And that, that part in the Bible where the guy's blind, and then Jesus' own disciples, who are supposed to be, like, the second most spiritual people in the world, are like, Jesus, why is he blind? Like, what did his parents do, or what did he do? And then I'm sure Jesus was like, you guys are just so dumb. And he's like, all right, well, he's like, they didn't, he's like, he didn't do anything. His parents didn't do anything. He's like, he's like, I created him blind so that people could see him or see me in him despite his circumstance. And like, when I read that verse and when I like heard about it, like that was like, I just replaced blind with 
without arms, you know? And that's what, that's what really got to me. And um, I realized that, you know, God created me for a purpose. And I, I always played music all my life. And I, be, I began playing the cello when I was very young. And um, I taught myself how to play the bass guitar and then the guitar after that. Um, so when I finally realized that God had a plan for me, and when I finally realized that, that you know, I have a purpose, that's when I started thinking about, like, my unique like we, we are all unique, right? And I and I thought about like what's unique about me, and I was like, well, I play music with my feet, so maybe. Um, so, so I started just saying, okay, God, just use me, and that's what He's been doing. And this past summer, I um, I won this music scholarship um, at my high school. It was kind of like a music appreciation. It was a, uh, it wasn't like who can play the best music because I'm there are so many other better musicians for me. But I guess in my high school, I was the one who like really carried out the essence of appreciating music because it's music and God are like the two only things I have and um, that will always be there. And um, so I won this scholarship and because of that, I played at this fair in my town and the town's Ashland. And if you guys are ever by Ashland, get some strawberries because they named a fair after our strawberries. It's called it's called the Strawberry Fair. Like, really, it's that's what the name is. I don't know what the deal is with that because strawberries aren't even that good. But you know, how sometimes like you get a, a sour one. I'm like, oh, there's a sour one. It's not 100 percent perfect. Um, like in the little bundle at um, Food Lion. I don't know if you have Food Lion or whatever you have here. Costco, Costco. So or Walmart. Everyone has Walmart. Um, but anyway, so I played at the Strawberry Fair, and I played the song Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls, and that song is like, means a lot to me, because it's just, it's just like me. That's just, that's what I try to get to people, but it's like written in a song. It's like perfect. But, um, so I played this, I played this song, and a man out in the crowd, it was kind of like outside on a nice summer day, and there's just people walking around, and there's a, there's a big crowd at the, at the stage where, where I played, and, um, there's this guy taking a video, and he took a pretty good video, and he put it up online. And that video shot around the internet, like, so many times. And it became very viral. And it, um, it went from, like, 100 views to 600,000 in, like, two days. And in those two days, I've got, I got, like, I don't even know how many phone calls from people for, like, interviews and, like, radio interviews and, like, TV and stuff. And it's just, it's been crazy. But I got my, um, my top two favorite things that happened, top two things that happened because of that were, um, the day, the day of the video, kind of like shooting across the internet, this uh, guy named Jordan, um, Jordan Lawhead from Nashville called me, and he introduced himself, and he said that he's a songwriter, and he writes with uh, Jason Reeves, and Jason Reeves writes for and with like Colby Calais, and like the Civil Wars, and Taylor Swift, and like him and his wife write with Taylor Swift sometimes, and just all these big names in Nashville, and they're, they're like the songwriters for them. Like you have the musicians who just play the music, and you have the songwriters who are like the, you know, the wisdom and the art behind it, I guess. Um, so I went to Nashville and I recorded music with them. And then after that, I got back and I got a call from like a different country. And I was like, well, what? So I answered it and it was some lady with some crazy accent. And I, basically all I got was she's from Romania. She saw that I'm from Romania. She's a producer at a TV show and she wants me to come over and be on this TV show. And I did. And me and my mom and one of my pastor's wife's wife, well, I said wife's. Like, he has more than one. We're Christian, not Mormon. So, so we, um, <laughs> me, so we, we went over, we went over to this, uh, church 
No, wow. I'm, we went over to this uh, country. We did go to a church. That's pretty cool. But we went over to this country, and I was on this TV show for a week. And part of being on this TV show was kind of following my story. And then I went back to my village where I was born, and I, um, I got to meet my biological family. So my sisters, and I have, I have four sisters, and one of them was born after me. So for 17 years, she grew up knowing that she has an older brother out there somewhere. And um, when she met me, it was crazy because she just kept, she kept calling me big brother and all this stuff in English. And, and they barely speak English at all. So it was just, it was really, really sweet. It was just an amazing time. And um, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm saying all this is because um, we, just, we just got done with Christmas, right? And I love Christmas time, but I mean, it's, it's obvious that we hear that Jesus is the ultimate, like the best gift ever. And it, it's, that is the truth. Like Jesus is the best gift we've ever received. And, but when Christmas time comes around, I like to think about like, okay, there's Jesus. And then God also gives us like the Holy Spirit and the Bible and like each other as gifts too. Like those are gifts. And then, and then God cares about you personally. That's why he gave you like passions and things that you just make you, I don't know, who you are. And, like, spiritual gifts and stuff. And, like, things that you do extraordinarily well and that only you can do. And that's, God put that in you because he just wants to make you unique. And we, we're all unique. So, when Christmas time comes around, I like to think about that. I like to think that God created me with, like, just a passion for music and a passion for giving people hope. And that's, that's what I do for him. And that's why he gives us these gifts and these things that we can do. Because we do it for him and he takes us where... We can't even imagine to go. I've, I've never, I'd never imagined that I would play with like Jeremy Camp and the Goo Goo Dolls and just all these cool people I've been able to meet. I just, I never imagined that. I, I was, I was getting ready to go to Liberty University for music and worship, and I was a month before like move-in day, and then all this stuff happened, and I kind of called them and I was like, "Hey, we have to reschedule." <laughs> so, yeah, they were like, "All right, well, have fun with whatever, with, with whatever you're doing," and I'm like, "I will." And um, so that's what's, that's what's so cool about God. Like, he gives us these things that, we, that make us who we are, and we're just special. We are special, you know? And that kind of goes along with a song I wrote in Nashville called It's a Gift. And this is the first song that I wrote in Nashville that is on iTunes right now. And it's all about life and how life is just, like, the most, one of the most beautiful things about everything. Like, about the whole universe. It's just life. Like, human life. I guess animal life, too, is pretty cool. But the fact that we're humans and we have, like, souls and we are, like, just special, you know? And the whole song's about that and how it's, like, no matter what you're going through or no matter what you're facing, it's, like, God is still right there and life is still abundant and, and you can still do great things even though you may be going through something tough or, may, or you're just maybe down on the dumps. It's, like, don't ever forget that... Don't ever forget that life is full of meaning and... Like, you really do only live once. Um, I've always thought the idea of, like, reincarnation was just really weird. Like, personally, I wouldn't want to be reincarnated. Like, this is a, this is a dark world. Like, I don't want to live this world, in this world twice. So, it's like, we only live once, and we got to do the most we can with what we have. And I learned that, I guess, one of the harder ways, because all I had are, have our feet, and I just, I just learned to make the most of what I got. And... You know, God helped me through that, and people helped me through that, and just so I realized that life is really special, and that, and I will never ever try to like waste my life. Like, don't don't waste your life because you're so much more than that, and there's just so much you're so much better than that. You know, 
And it's like, if you waste your life and you don't care, that's like spitting God in the face. And you don't want to do that because lightning will be coming all over you. I'm just kidding. Probably not. I don't know. Maybe. But um, that's what, that is what I wanted to say. And we are going to go ahead and play this song called It's a Gift. And I'm going to play it with um, Caitlin and Aaron, who I met at Creation. And let's give them a round of applause. Because... Check it out. I got here. I got here Thursday. I drove. I drove here from Richmond, Virginia. It's like a four-hour drive, and I got here Thursday. And um, we knew we, we knew we were going to do this song. Um, Caitlin didn't even know she was going to sing this song. And then I asked her. I was like, "Hey, do you want to sing this with me?" And she's like, "Okay." Like, like okay, I'll sing it. But um, <laughs> um, they learned this song in like two practices, so they're they're very talented, and I'm so happy to be able to play music with them. So we're going to play this song and. This is called It's a Gift. Let's see. All right. One, two, three, four. And ungrateful Count your questions Count your reasons Count your blessings And your freedoms again It's all a gift you can't forget It's all I give You might have everything You might have nothing You might have a broken heart But it's still running Count your fortunes And count your failures And count your glories And what's still yours to give It's all a gift You can't forget It's all They celebrate It's a gift It's all a gift You can't forget It's all a gift 
Thank you, Aaron. All right, yeah. They're standing up, good. Means they're going to stand for worship. Thank you. You guys can stay, stay standing, actually, because we're going to play one more song. Um, Caitlin and I are going to sing this song. It's called Your Great Name. And um, I love this song because in Christmas time and, like, holidays and definitely Thanksgiving, and pretty much every time we try to pray and act, like, super spiritual, quote, quote, um, I feel like a lot of times I make up these words and I'm just, like, try to be all spiritual. I'm like, God, you are so infinitely the light in your eye shines upon my weary soul or something. And I'm like trying to act all like holy before God, but I feel like God loves when we're just like simple and real with him. Like he, he really wants us to be real. And I kind of look back at the time where I was really mad. And I think he liked that. I think he liked that I was being just real with him. Like even when I'm mad at him, I'm telling him like, I don't, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not mad, not even to God, especially not God. Right. So, I mean, these songs are just really cool because, um, they're just real and they're simple and they're just words that, Come from the heart.
God in men, you are high and lifted up, and all the world will praise your great name. Sing Redeemer. Redeemer, my healer, Lord Almighty, my Savior, defender, you are my King. Redeemer, my healer, Lord Almighty, my Savior, defender, you are my King. Jesus, pray. Dear God, um, we thank you so much for this, uh, for this time in this service. And uh, God, I thank you for um, the chance that you have given me to uh, be here and just share with this really awesome church. And um, it's crazy how all the dots like work together and how all the dots got connected so that I could be here in this moment, this day. And it's pretty sweet. So uh, God, I just thank you for that. And I thank you for all these, all the people that came here today. And I pray that the rest of their week uh, will go fluently and that you'll just uh, be over them and watch them. And we thank you for all you do. And uh, most importantly, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who uh, is just the coolest of the cool ever. And um, we pray this in his name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.